0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's
1: baseball everywhere. The Seattle Mariners are very much in wild-card contention, even though the division race appears to be largely over. Um, but a lot has to go right for the Mariners from now until the end of the season, so let's talk about that with Greg Johns. I'm Allison Futter. Uh Greg, um, yeah, this was, we, we talked about this last week. They were entering kind of a crucial stretch, a lot of division opponents, one being the Texas Rangers, <laughs> um, and they've been struggling. They have not won a lot of games in the last week, um, So, but I guess when you look at those wild card standings, they have to feel pretty good about where they are right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd feel a lot better if, you were on, if you're playing better right now, that's for sure. Right? You know you'd... It feels like you know the, the way I kind of look at it is If you ever watch the start of a, like a, a sailing regatta, where everybody tries to line up before the start of the race, and they kind of get you know jockeying for positions, and, and then they hit September in baseball, and boom, you, you're on the run, and, and that's kind of where they are now. And, and uh, they're one of the ships not not heading full steam toward that start line, which is kind of uh, kind of difficult for in their position. You know, they've, they've lost uh, five of the last six, kind of stubbed their toe in Chicago, and and lost the opener at Texas, so. Yeah, they, they certainly would would wish they were playing better. They run into some pretty good pitching, and, and their offense kind of hit a hit a lull at a bad time. But uh, certainly, with with the way the schedule is set up in September, some pretty favorable matchups, some pretty good, uh, you know, home home series. A lot more games at home than on the road. Uh, 17 in the last 20, 29 at home, and uh, a chance to play some some teams with losing records. And the Angels, A's, and Twins, they really got to make up some make some hay there, I would think. And then. And a chance to play uh, Texas and Houston quite a bit in that last month. So need to play well against uh, against the teams they're fighting with and, and make uh, make some ground up uh, against those teams that are down at the bottom. So yeah, I, I, I certainly you, you like where they sit with the chance going into September. You wish they were playing a little better right now, that's for sure, Allison.
1: Yeah, they kind of need the, the – this is when the momentum sort of starts for the teams that are really going to make it at the end. They sort of catch fire a little bit, and you don't see a lot of stumbling blocks. But it is still kind of too early to see – exactly what's going to happen in all those last few weeks. But um, I, was, I, I thought it was an interesting um, story that you wrote in the last couple of days, and, and these numbers are going to be a little bit outdated just because I think I took these notes um, yesterday. But they really struggle against left-handed, left-handed pitchers. Um, their lineup is obviously heavy on the left-handed hitters, and the right-handed hitters who are—they're just really not doing that well. So their record actually is not that surprising when you look at that. But they're 20 and 28 versus lefties, and 48 and 34 versus right-handers. So that is a big difference, and not what you really want to see, right? Because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pitching sets it seems like in the division, especially that are kind of left-handed.
0: Certainly. And they they got tonight, as we sit here, they're going to face Cole Hamels, another another good lefty, and Martin Perez tomorrow for the, the Rangers. The teams, certainly, if they can, line it up lefties to face Seattle. And, you know, that that's an issue that they've known, you know, for a couple of years. And, and uh, DePoto tried to balance things out by bringing in, you know, Ho Lee and, and certainly Franklin Gutierrez, a, a guy that they, they counted on uh, as a right-handed stick in a platoon situation. You know, those two guys, they, they really have to Counter that, you know, lefty-leaning lineup they've got. You know, you, they rely a lot on obviously Cano and Seeger in the middle of that thing, and they like Seth Smith and, and uh, you know Leonis Martin and, and uh, um, you know Ketel marte As a, a switch hitter, a guy a little better from that side. So you know, they they they've tried to balance that out. You got Nelson Cruz in the middle of that lineup, but uh, if you actually look at his numbers, he's, he's pretty even against left and right. So and they haven't gotten a huge you know push from where they'd hoped for with with Dejo, It certainly is. Has struggled uh, even since they brought him back, and and their catchers. You know, it's it's funny, Allison, You talk about momentum. I think we sat here on the podcast a week ago talking about how Mike Zanino has been a difference maker. And I think mm-hmm. since we talked, I know in the last week he's he's 0 for 19 with 12 strikeouts. You know, the nature of baseball. He's oh right no! <laughs> we put the old hex on Mike, but yeah, it's the nature of baseball. And, and it, one of the guys that you know the count off on that right side to kind of help out is is, is hit a rough stretch, so. You know, it, it surges in tides. it ebbs and flows in baseball. And you see the, you see the Astros and, and Royals are on hot streaks right now. And, and Seattle has certainly had their share of hot streaks. In fact, they were on a, on a big one right before they hit this, this down stretch. You know, I think they'd won, uh, uh, what was it, you know, 10 or 12 there going into this stretch. So they're certainly capable. And, uh, you know, they just got to hit that and like I said, I think it is set up so they could do that in September. certainly that would be interesting uh, to hit that final month and getting some games that mean something down the stretch would be huge for this, for this franchise.
1: So the Mariners had already used the franchise record 29 pitchers this season when they added two more uh, two more arms to the bullpen over the weekend. So were these um, I mean this, that was kind of significant, right? You're having to shake up the bullpen again.
0: It it seems to be what Jerry Depoto does. Uh, He's remade this bullpen. I I think we're on three three uh, evolutions now. But uh, and you talk about two arms. Really, the the joke is I guess they added three arms if you count uh, Vendetti. It comes in and throwing left and right, it's the the <laughs> ambidextrous one. So yeah, Dan Altavilla, quite a quite an eye opener when he came up. They brought him up from uh, from Double A Jackson. The kid throws 100 miles an hour on his first outing. Goes one two three uh, against the White Sox, heart of their lineup in his first. Uh, First outing on on Saturday, so yeah, flashing a little, little uh, look like a little like Edwin Diaz, only totally opposite. Uh, Diaz like a just a, a thin whippet guy that, that with the live arm and Altavilla looks like a, a weightlifter, a linebacker type, and but they they both kind of made that jump from Double A. They both converted starters this year that uh, went to the bullpen and, and throw real hard, so they got another power arm there in, in Altavilla, and then. Uh, Tony Mendetic, one of the most fascinating stories in baseball, the, the ambidextrous pitcher that uh, came in last night, uh, his first appearance for Seattle and, and uh, strikes out five, uh, two from the left, three from the right, and uh, it's just fascinating to see a guy that, that switches gloves batter to batter and, and switches arms, uh, you know, puts that, that uh, unique six-fingered glove he's got, he can go either hand on, and uh, and he was dealing last night. They did a nice job after Iwakuma got roughed up, so yeah, a couple, they just, they just kind of keep Keep shuffling the pieces there in the bullpen. Tom Wilhelmson went down uh, with a back injury, and, and uh, you know, they brought up these guys. they got a chance to add some more, uh, Allison, coming up in September. They'll probably bring up Evan Scribner, who's been out all year. Uh, he's coming back from a, from a lat injury could kind of give him a boost. Uh, Drew Storm is going to come off the DL uh, first couple of days of September. Wilhelmson should be back. And Tony Zick would uh, also be coming back. so they, they, They're going to kind of go with a, a lot of arms, I think, in September in that bullpen and just kind of ride the hot hands as they go.
1: And uh, with Vendette, not only is he ambidextrous, but remember that newspaper headline from uh, within the what was it last year that he's also amphibious?
0: Amphibious, <laughs> the amphibious reliever, which is <laughs> he, can,
1: <laughs> he can also breathe underwater. Greg, this is very <laughs> important stuff.
0: Some headline writer and copy editors were—I uh, <laughs> don't know if they're still working—but one of the one of the great lines, and certainly <laughs> makes us all laugh. The amphibious reliever. So yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Vendetti's heard them all, and uh, that's certainly one of them. <laughs> he seems like a great guy, and uh, certainly an interesting uh, guy that uh, to bring into that bullpen. So we'll see how he does. I mean, he doesn't have a huge track record in the majors, but uh, he, looked, he looked effective last night. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Um, is he, a, so he's not allowed to switch.
0: Austin, awesome, I lost you there. I think, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Um, okay.
0: Did you ask me Am if I if there? Okay. In the yeah. Back, so was that one?
1: Uh, yeah, I lost you for a second, too. Um, Danny can splice this together. So is it the rule that he can, he can't switch hands during the same? Pitching to the same batter, right? But he can switch hands during this, this same inning.
0: Correct. He uh, before each batter, um, he has to indicate to the umpire which which hand he's going to throw at, throw with, and uh, you know that's generally not an issue with, with guys that are either left-handed or right-handed. But when he faces a switch hitter, there is a question. If so that guy comes to the plate, uh, they look to the they look to the mound. He's the one that makes the decision. And then, uh, you know, the batter has a choice. Uh, last last night, for instance, Carlos Beltran came up uh, for the Rangers, a switch hitter, and uh, and uh, Vendetti indicated he was going to go uh, right-handed, and so Beltran hit left and basically hopped their splits. Uh, you know, uh, they felt that was a better matchup. So, uh, But essentially last year he faced, I remember he was with the A's, and he pitched against the Mariners and uh, Cattell Marte, their switch hitter. Uh, one at bat, he went right-handed, and Marte doubled. So the next time Marte came up, he went with the other hand. So he can, he can. Wow. Uh, you know, he's, he certainly, you know, has different weapons he can go with. And I talked to him about that. He said, "Shoot, we couldn't get Marte out last year. It didn't matter which arm I was throwing with. So he kind of caught Marte when he was hot." But yeah, it's 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 fascinating. I think, uh, you know, how how a guy can be out there pitching competitively at the major league level with either arm. I think it's just it's crazy. And uh, of course, it's only happened, you know, once uh, really in the past hundred years. There was a, a guy named Greg Harris. Uh, was a long-time reliever, uh, pitcher for the Expos, and liked to throw with his off hand. Like, I don't even mean, know. I think he's a right-hander. Uh, but and in his last game of his career, they let him throw with his with his other arm, and he threw to two batters. And uh, he's the only guy that's done that since the late 1800s. There was a pitcher who threw quite a bit uh, with both arms. But you know, so Vendetti really a, a unique uh, story, and uh, you know, it, uh, it's it's fun to watch him. I mean, you almost it's. it's you can't even see it when he switches the glove. He's, it's, it's kind of seamless with it. And, uh, you know, he just goes back and forth. I was watching him warm up in the bullpen. It's interesting. He's warming up for the first time. I'm looking at him. He's throwing left-handed. And I, I glance back up, and he's throwing right-handed. And, and I asked him afterwards, you know, how do you – how do you – how many pitches do you throw it right away? And he said, well, it just depends how I'm feeling. If one side feels good, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll switch the other and get that squared away. And, and it's really – there's no set rule. Once I feel good, I go to the other one. You know, there's a ton of interesting things like that. Last night, the uh, the, the Rangers kind of had a lot of left, right, left, right. There was going back and forth both ways. And I and I asked him. I said, that must be hard to get in the groove if you you're constantly switching. And he said, actually, that's that's best. That's best for me because if you face seven right-handers in a row and you're not you're not throwing with with uh, the opposite arm, you know, you, you kind of lose your feel for it. So he he actually likes it when they go back and forth and he's able to keep both arms. Uh, Going so I uh, you know I just, I just <laughs> like I said it's, it's fascinating to me and I'm gonna enjoy uh, <laughs> every it however many times he pitches I just like talking with him about it and uh, I think fans will enjoy seeing it as well.
1: All right, good stuff, Greg. Appreciate it. Always enjoy talking to you. We'll catch up with okay. you next time.